0: Nikola Jokic takes on Indiana in the all-star game. This was a really entertaining game. If you love offense, the all time leading highest score in all-star game history. And Nikola Jokic, obviously all-star starter leading the MVP race, six all-star and what a season he is having and got a chance to get rewarded for it. And y'all, There might be a bromance brewing potential implications for the Denver Nuggets down the road. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about mid season grades for the Denver Nuggets as well. We got to talk about all that and more here at Locked on Nuggets. You are locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Nugget. This is your host, Swiper. This is your team every day. So glad you're here. I've missed you. We haven't talked to each other in the last couple of days, and there's been a lot of really interesting things happening around the NBA, including the All-Star Game. We had a great three-point contest that Damian Lillard won. We had a dunk contest, which Mac McClung won while being in the G League. And then, yo, for me favorite event of the weekend we got a chance to see sabrina ionescu versus steph curry in the first ever nba versus wnba three-point shootout class and it was an instant classic y'all i'm talking about she showed up she showed out 26 points y'all that would have tied to final score For the winner of the NBA three-point contest, Sabrina is one of the best shooters in the world. Steph Curry wins with a score of 29, topping everybody. And I love the fact that the NBA, that fans who don't watch the WNBA got a chance to tap into how freaking great a lot of these ladies are that represent the WNBA. And Sabrina Ionescu is one of the very best, best players in the league. But y'all, I'm not going to hold you. Everybody was talking about it. We might get a a Caitlin Clark, Sabrina pairing versus like a Dame and Steph Curry next year. I don't know who they're going to bring out. The NBA and the WNBA got shooters everywhere. And like Sabrina said to close out that night, shooters shoot. If you can shoot, you can shoot. And I can't wait, man. This is going to be a really, really special occasion, hopefully, for years to come for the NBA as the NBA continues to recognize the women who are carrying the game to higher places than it's ever been. Women's sports is in a better place than it's ever been. in a better place than it's ever been, and I really wanted to make sure I touch on that because I loved it. It was a huge moment for the NBA and for sports as a whole and the WNBA, y'all. So, look, Nikola Jokic, baby, played in the All-Star game. Didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. I think relative to expectations, I would say he went pretty well. I would say it went pretty well. We didn't really know what to expect, simply because Joker typically hasn't taken the All-Star game super serious. He hasn't. But yesterday, I can't say that he took it more serious than ever, but it was a lot of fun. I'm going to say it was a lot of fun because we got a chance to see Joker kind of get a chance to be the Joker that we used to know of old. Y'all know the one, the one that didn't have to, like, carry for a championship and have to, like, put up MVP numbers. And on top of this, too, he's not leading a franchise in that moment. Now, obviously, he's representing well. But, y'all, they the Eastern Conference scored 211 points yesterday. First time anybody broke 200, and they scored 211. And, again, it's not like the West didn't score. The West scored 186 points themselves. And Nikola Jokic yesterday, 13 points, nine assists, four rebounds. That's his best. That's his best all-star game performance that we've seen in all the years that he's been going, it feels like. And he had a really, really great play with somebody we're going to talk about in a minute. where They were passing the ball back and forth to each other. Jokic gets the ball last tip over the back of his head. Shea gives Alexander gets a dunk. By the way, shout out to Shay. Apparently got married last week, maybe on Valentine's Day as well. So, shout out to him, man. It was a fun and entertaining game. Kevin Durant had 18-5-5. Five and five. LeBron James, just eight points when he played 14 minutes. Had a little bit of an ankle injury that he's been going through. Shea Gilgis had 31 points, six assists, four rebounds. Luca had 7-7-7 seven, seven and seven yesterday. And then Carl Anthony Towns, y'all, off the bench, 50 points and eight rebounds and three assists. Carl Anthony Towns was going crazy. Steph Curry had 16 points, eight assists, and eight and 16 points, eight assists, and five rebounds. Devin Booker 15 points. Paul George 13 points. The scoring was all over the place. Uh, the Eastern Conference, Obrá. Giannis had 23 points. Jason Tatum had 20. Last year's Finals MVP, Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana, 32.6 assists and seven rebounds. And then Damian Lillard, Player of the Game, All-Star MVP. He had 39 points, six assists, and three rebounds. And he had two half-court three-pointers made. Two half-court three-pointers made for him. And it was really a freaking great game from Dane. Really exciting stuff for him. Paolo Banchero, first All-Star game, six points. Scotty Barnes, first All-Star game, 16 points. Jalen Brunson, first All-Star game, 12 points. Tyrese Maxey, first All-Star game, 10 points. Now, this is what I'll say. One of the great things about this game was when they take pictures before the game, they take pictures with everybody. Everybody's there. They're all in their jerseys, and you get a chance to see who exactly makes up each team. And what was so dope about it was, y'all, if you look at the All-Stars on the Western Conference side, y'all, it wasn't like no little All-Star team. It wasn't like a team that just has some somewhat great players. On that team, you had Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Anthony Davis, you had Shea Gilligan's Alexander, you had Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. That's incredible. But then you had Luka Doncic, you had Kevin Durant, you had Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and LeBron Freaking James. People were speculating is this the most talented team ever in all star game history? Is this the most talented era of Western Conference basketball players ever. Because if you put up this picture, LeBron, Steph, Durant, Jokic, and Luka, and then you got the young guns coming up. You got AD and Kawhi, and then you got the young guns coming up with Shea, Anthony Edwards. Like, dude, man, this all-star team was loaded. And it was so dope, so dope to see a bunch of legends play on the court at the same time. Now, like you said, they did not play like it. Now, I joked on Twitter and said that I think the reason why the Eastern Conference is playing as hard as they are and the West is simply not, it's just because the West is like, yo, we got championships to win in a couple of months. It's that simple. Now, I don't actually think that was the issue at all. I think the West just has, you know, LeBron's on the team, Steph's on the team, Jokic and Luka. LeBron and Steph are already a little older. Now, Steph was playing. Kevin Durant was playing. But, like, they're a little older. All three of those players are 35 and up. Steph's going to be 36 this year. LeBron's going to be 40 later this year, just turned 39. Kevin Durant is going to be 36 at some point this year, I think. And then you got Jokic and Luka. And I don't know if y'all notice. Uh, Jokic and Luka, they are not going to play crazy in an all-star game. That's just not they bag. They've never been that way. I doubt we're going to see a master class from Luka Doncic or Nikola Jokic in the all-star game. I just don't. And Jokic is the best player in the world. Luka is arguably having the best regular season in the NBA right now. Him, Jokic, or Shea. Having the best regular seasons in the NBA. Having the best team impact and impact on winning in the NBA. But just where they are currently, they don't have the games that, like, kind of have that going for alley-oop dunks and, like, crossover, heads between tween Now, Luka got that a little bit. But Luka just doesn't really care to, to put that in his bag a lot. But, man, Luka got hung <laughs> – he tried to alley-oop to himself. It got hung right on the rim, and it was just one of the funniest moments of the game. Jokic had this little fake tomahawk he was going to put up that he led into a finger roll. I mean, it was just fun. Like It was fun to see them play, and it was just fun to see the Western Conference all Star. They were just there to have a good time. And then the Eastern Conference, like I said, man, they were going hand. Damian Loto, Steph Curry, Tyrese Halliburton, Shooter's. Everywhere. Devin Booker. I think for me, what this shows more than anything else, the NBA is more talented than it's ever been. Like Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, and they're probably maybe the two worst all-stars. Carl Anthony Towns, the three worst all-stars. And they're all freaking great players. They're all freaking great players. And I think the thing is, is like the NBA is just more skilled and athletic than it's ever been before. So, y'all, in segment two, we're gonna talk about Jokic and Luka, man. This might be a little little interesting, y'all. They they got really close. They've been close, but there was so much film and footage and pictures from them together. And I have a question because it's impacted Denver Nuggets' future at all, y'all. But y'all, we're gonna be back in segment two for more locked on Nuggets. Oh, no matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All the emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done, and Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact <laughs> Excuse me, at work or school. Now, here's the thing. It's AI technologies here. Grammarly can be really helpful in helping to put some of those notes that you need to put together for meetings putting together the information and then contacting on why you need projects done done a certain way. Now, the great thing is 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. You want your writing to have more impact on the people around you, the people you're working with. You want it to be more clear and concise. Grammarly can help. You can save time of one clip and go from editing drafts, editing, drafts and hours to seconds and 93% of professionals using Grammarly premium report that helps them to get more work done. And Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI with 14 years of experience and just about every it certification under the sun. So make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly sign up and download for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G R A M M A R L Y dot com slash podcast easier said done we'll be right back here on locked on nuggets so y'all we're back here for segment two of locked on nuggets this is your host swipe i haven't seen y'all in a couple of days i miss y'all hope y'all having a great time we haven't had a chance to watch the Denver nuggets in quite a few days they got a few more days of rest and then they'll be back this week with really the last stretch of the season, we're going to talk about the first half in a little bit, and then through the rest of this week, we're really going to get into some expectation stuff for the Denver Nuggets for the rest of the year, the last 27-game stretch of the season, y'all. But, y'all, Jokic and Luka, I'm telling y'all, man, and the, the funny thing about it is that everybody saw it and everybody noticed it. Everybody noticed it. Jokic and Luka, they have one of the closest relationships of probably anybody in the NBA. There's obviously the Balkan connection. There's a European basketball connection. They speak similar languages. They understand each other. Jokic is obviously here in Denver doing big things, best player in the world conversation. Luka, 25 years old, moving into best player in the world conversations. He has been a, a great playoff player throughout his career. Luca has one of the best skill sets of any player that we've ever seen. He's a talented offensive player. He's going to go down as one of the best players of all time. And you can already say he's having one of the best starts to his career ever. And the two of them are the respective leaders of their franchise. Luca, now he played next to another all-star level player in Kyrie Irving. Jamal Murray for Denver is an all-star level player as well. Now, they never get a chance to see each other except for when. They play versus each other, which is about three or four times a year, and then obviously if they would have played in the end season tournament at a later day, all that stuff. But then you also have the fact that they play each other with each other in the All Star game, and I think for those two, both man, they have a very special connection that makes it to where they are both kind of like kids about each other. I mean, you saw them in the press conference. You know, Jokic is pouring water on Luca's back, and he's apparently swearing in in Slovenia, I believe. And then you saw them on the court. Lucas throwing one of the mini balls at the back of Jokic's head. They're playing knockout together or some places they say bump, apparently. And they're playing this game and, and they're just doing everything. And I think the question rose. Would Jokic and Luka, would that be a good pairing if the Nuggets were ever to make it happen? Now here's the thing. The answer is yes. If those two play together, they would be a terrific pairing. They'd be one of the best pairings ever. And the reason is because they would adjust each other's game to make it work. And Jokic doesn't need to hold a ball. Luka definitely needs to have the ball in his hand. But Jokic and Luka pick and roll, Luka DHO, like them surrounded by defenders and shooters, all of it put together, they would be a spectacular duo. And I think like it's fun to hypothesize to see if they would actually be able to do it or not. But I really do think, man, the all-star game, even though the defense wasn't there, absolutely, even though it wasn't super competitive or competitive at all, no qualms. But I think what it does show is that there are just relationships that are very meaningful to these people that are the players. And when they get a chance to be around each other, I think you get a chance to see what makes basketball such a cool sport is when they are playing and they were playing, you know, pitch back and forth with each other with the ball, then it ends up in Shay's hand or if they're playing and they're like, Jokic is doing a fake dunk, Lucas is halfway attempting to do a, a you know alley-oop off the backboard to himself, and they just have a lot of moments, man, that just make it known that at the end of the day, these are human beings, and they're trying to like just play a game that they love, and they want to do what people they really care about, which is why when players want to team up, I know fans get really frustrated about it because it's like tilting the balance of power, and I know the league also feels a way about it, but, the league benefits from it, so you got more eyes on that those teams than ever, and the money goes up, so obviously they support it monetarily, maybe not for a competition standpoint, but I think what this just shows is that there's just such a humane side to all of this, man, and I think it was just so fun to watch. Now, let me ask y'all this question. Because a lot of people have a lot of dissenting opinions about the All-Star game. Do you truly care about the product of the All-Star game? I think it would be nice me personally, to see them be more competitive. I think it'll be nice in the fourth quarter to see everybody kind of go at it like you did a couple of years ago when you had Jared Allen in there, Nikola Jokic. And remember uh, when Nick Wright, you know, brought up that whole little run where he was like, oh, well, how is the best player in the world getting subbed out for defensive minutes for Jared Allen when they needed to get a stop? They put Jared Allen in and all this other stuff. Obviously, he let all that go because now Jokic is an all-time great to him, one of the 20, 25 for him, best players of all time. And Jokic is on pace to maybe do another great run again for back to back season. But a lot of this is the players see this as a break. Anthony Edwards talked about this. LeBron James talked about this. If there were going to be real changes made to the way the All Star game is played, then that's a larger infrastructural discussion about the parameters of the All Star game. As Nick Wright brought up today, as Chris Broussard so eloquently brought up today, then first things first is that when you are athletes of events, you got. Media responsibilities, you got community responsibilities, you got commercial responsibility, you're doing things all the time. You got evening responsibilities for NBA centered parties or events or dinners, and then on top of that, you're around your friends that you never see, and their families are all here. So, we're going to do stuff together, and then you want to just experience fun and go out in the town. You're in Indianapolis. There's so many different things that lead up to these games that I think sometimes it's really difficult for players to go from. We're going hard every day of the year to getting a seven day break. There's only 24 of us here, and then two coaching staff, and then their respective training staff are there, and then the NBA front offices or media—they're all like the people that make up the New York, the, the the New York, the front offices, all that stuff. The the NBA folks—they're there, but the coaches are on breaks, the training staff or other teams are on break. All the other players in your team, they're all on break. So I think some of this is the players just feel like, why would I go out and give maximum effort when I know that the last 29 to 27 games of the year are going to be a dogfight, especially if you want to win a championship. You got these 27, and then you got to play through the playoffs. And I know the Nuggets, they're looking to win 16 games in the playoffs again. So I think for Jokic, especially, I think this is just a time to relax. You could just let your hair down a little bit and relax. But I also understand from the fan point of view: if you buy All Star Game tickets, you turn tune in for the All Star Game. You're buying jersey, you're buying memorabilia. You want to see these players be competitive, and you want to see them lean into the game. I just think personally, one of the incentives that I suggested, I think, would be interesting: the MLB rule when the MLB said that whoever won the All Star Game for the American or National Conference you got home field advantage in the world series. And I think for the Denver Nuggets and for other teams that are making NBA championship runs, the incentive would be that if you win this game West versus East, you get home court advantage in the NBA finals. Now, some of that was, well, how is that fair to the number one overall seeds? I agree, but we saw this last year. You have no idea who's going to end up out of your conference. The Miami heat, were not projected to make it out of anybody's ballot for the most part. Maybe some fans or some media members here and there, but the Bucs were the prohibited favorite and the Celtics were right after that. And then you had the 76ers and Miami beat two of three of those teams. The Denver Nuggets, many people favored them, but a lot of people said the Suns were going to win. The Nuggets were not favored in the Sun series. The Nuggets, people even said were losing to the Timberwolves, let alone losing to the Lakers. So I think a lot of this is you really don't know how things are going to turn out. Now, it's a Celtics are the number one seed in 62 wins. And then say in the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans make it as the eighth seed and they're in the finals. And because the West won the all-star game, now the New Orleans Pelicans have home court advantage and that's unfair when they won 49 games, 48 games as opposed to 62 games. I absolutely understand that argument, but I honestly don't see that happening a lot because in a Western Conference, if everybody's healthy, Nuggets, Clippers, maybe Lakers or Suns, I don't know who's picking. You're picking out of that rod, that squad, but I think it's going to be Nuggets or Clippers that sort are of coming and representing the NBA in the Western Conference in the finals. And on the other end, Boston. If they're healthy, the Heat, maybe With the Knicks, maybe the Bucks, maybe. So like, you really just don't know. But y'all, we're gonna have to give the Denver Nuggets midseason grades here in segment three because I actually think. There's been a lot of basketball played, and I know that they lost their last three games. That's kind of tainted our view of the season so far, but I think all things put together. The Nuggets actually played really well this year so far, y'all, but we're going to talk about that and more in the final segment, Locked On Nuggets. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Now, the 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escape. Class exclusive, Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen informant system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. Now, take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. You can shop NissanUSA.com. We'll be right back here. Locked on notice. What's going on, y'all? We are here for Segment 3 of Locked on Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. Thank y'all so much for being here today. And y'all, this is a really interesting point of the season. Now, one of the reasons is is that the Denver Nuggets, they're sitting at 36 and 19. The Denver Nuggets are currently slotted as the fourth seed. They are three games out of first. They're a game and a half out of second. So they got some work to do. They're only three games up of the Suns and the Pelicans for the 5-6 seed. And out of the gate, the Denver Nuggets are playing the Wizards, the Trailblazers, the Warriors, the Kings, the Heat, the Lakers. They're going to be favored, more than likely, all of those games. And then they got the Suns and Celtics at home. And then the Jazz and Raptors at home for four straight home games. So of the next several games, the nuggets are playing the wizards at home the kings at home the heat at home the suns at home the lakers at home the jazz at home and the raptors at home that's going to be seven games seven out of their next it looks like eight nine games seven out of the next eight ten out of the next 10 games are going to be at home so the nuggets have an opportunity to put some real i would say cushion between them and the next seed but also To get back up to that first seed. Now, a lot of this is they lost games to the Kings, the Bucks, and the Kings, and back-to-back-to-back games. Definitely super frustrating. But on the season, y'all, they're twenty-eight and eleven with Jamal Murray in the lineup. That's a fifty-nine win pace. They're they're playing very well, and I think some of this is obviously you don't love that they struggle, but I think a lot of this is it's like they have just been trying to deal with injuries. Jamal Murray missing fifteen game. They've had to deal with a daunting early start to the year. And then I think, too, they got really fatigued down the stretch of this year. Like, when they went into that three-game stretch with the Kings, with the Bucks, and uh with the Kings again, they came off of a three-game win streak. And prior to that, they lost to the Thunder without Nikola Jokic. And prior to that, they had won two straight. So they had been playing really well. They were five and one in their last six prior to that three game loss. So I think some of this is how do they find how do they find the requisite energy to go on this 27 game run and what I hope and suspect is that they're going to hopefully be looking to go I would say around 18 and 9 about 18 and nine to nineteen and eight over that last stretch. That's probably what it's gonna take to get them to where they are now, to sitting at the top or near the top of the conference. Now, that might sound like a lot, but given how this team has played, they went 21 and 9 over a 30 game stretch already this season. They went fourteen and four over an eighteen stretch, eighteen game stretch so far this season. So it's not as if they haven't done it. But now they have incentive to do it. And again, Jamal, time off. MPJ, time off. Aaron Gordon, time off. KCP, time off. Now Peyton, Christian, Young Guns, Reggie Jackson, time off. Everybody should be locked in and ready. And Nikola Jokic, I've said this before. He's Look, and this is why, for me, if I gave them a midseason grade, I would give them a B. If uh, B straight is about an 84, that's what I would give them right now. And the reason is because they're 36 and 19. Nikola Jokic, y'all, whatever, like you know, 26, 12, and 9, really great efficiency, 64% true shooting from the field so far this year, after not shooting well the last game of the year in the last couple of games. Nikola Jokic is pacing to win his third MVP. He's, he could be the potentially the ninth player in NBA history to win three MVPs or more. Again, it would be Jokic, it would be LeBron, it would be Jordan, it would be Magic, it would be Bird. It'll be Wilt. It'd be Russell, Moses. And then I think there might be, there's one more that I left out of there. But that's it. And maybe that's eight. Maybe it'd just be eight, actually. I might just be eight. But that's insane, y'all. Like Joker has a chance to do something truly special. And I hope and believe he's going to play like a madman. Now, maybe the Wizards and Trailblazers game, they'll get really good, efficient games from Joker, and he's not going to dominate those matchups. But the Kings, the Warriors, the Heat, the Lakers, the Suns, the Celtics, the Jazz, they're going to need Joker to play well. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray comes out of the gate versus the Wizards and the Blazers. Then he got Steph Curry, De'Aaron Fox, and Jimmy Butler to go head-to-head with. He's going to be locked in and ready to go. Devin Booker's going to be after that, after LeBron. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are coming into Denver. I'm telling y'all, I think that three-game losing stretch, which is their second of the year, they haven't lost more than two games in a row since December. or lost two games in a row, period, since December. So I do think that the energy is going to be there. Again, I think a lot of this is they just got so fatigued down the stretch. They had a six-game road stand that they had that they got demolished versus the Knicks. And again, I think I might have mentioned it on this show. But the Nuggets had the 27th-ranked net rating from the Knicks game to the Kings game. It's like a minus 4, like a minus 4.5, minus 5.5 net rating. Their offense sucked, and their defense was horrible. But now they got their legs underneath them. They got some breasts. I just expect things to be a lot different for them coming out of this break. Again, seven of 10 games is going to be at home and then after that homestand, they play the Heat, the Spurs, the Mavs, and the Wolves. And they got a lot of matchups coming up versus the Wolves. A lot of them. There's a lot of home games in here for the Denver Nuggets. So, again, they, this, they need to use this time to get back to where they need to be. Jokic and Murray especially. Got to take advantage of this moment. You got to take advantage of this. Again, the, the Wizards, the Blazers, the Warriors, the Kings, the Heat, the Lakers, the Suns, the Celtics, the Jazz, and the Raptors. They're going to be favorite every one of those games. Maybe the Celtics game. Maybe the Celtics game. So I'm really excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see what happens for the Denver Nuggets the rest of the season. I'm giving them a B grade for their midseason leading in the All-Star break grade. What do y'all think? How good do you think the Denver Nuggets have been this year? What would be the grade that you give them? Y'all, make sure that you download these episodes and these shows on Apple iTunes. Give us a five star review. That way, more people can listen to Lockdown Nuggets and we can continue to build up this community, y'all. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. I will see y'all on the other side.